0: Back in the late 1990s, I was 12 years old, and I was on the Georgetown Little League All-Star Team. We made our our way through the district tournament and became district champions, and then we made our way to the state tournament and became state champions. After that, we traveled to Bristol, Connecticut for the Eastern Regional Tournament. The winner of this tournament would make their way to the Little League World Series in Pennsylvania. We made our way to the very end of this tournament and lost 2-0 to Toms River, New Jersey who, funny enough, ended up winning the entire World Series that year. Although we were disappointed, we, we, were, we had just lost a, just one game before the World Series, we were proud of ourselves. Not only were we proud of ourselves, but our town and state were also proud of us as well. I can still remember what it was like when we returned to Georgetown that day. We got off the bus at Delaware Tech and the team jumped onto a fire truck and we made our way down North Bedford Street towards the circle in the heart of town. People came out of their homes and lined the streets to cheer us on and show us that we did them proud. I still have vivid memories of seeing certain people raise their hands in the air in excitement that we were coming through town. It reminds me of what Jesus must have felt like on the day he came into Jerusalem on a donkey as he people spread their cloaks on the road, and, as well as leafy branches that they cut in the fields. There were people ahead of Jesus and behind Jesus shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessing is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David! Hosanna in the highest heaven! Now, if you've been a part of church world for a while, in particular, a mainline denomination, you've been through this story every year the week before Easter. It's Palm Sunday. And we take time to remember the story of Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey and all that that means. We see in the scripture this morning that as they were approaching Jerusalem, Jesus sent two of his disciples ahead of him to go into the village and get a colt and to bring it to him. Now, colt basically means the young of an animal, and in this story, it can mean the young of a donkey, and they were in Bethany. Not Bethany Beach, but this Bethany was located in the eastern slope of the Mount of Olives, just about two miles from Jerusalem. Jesus even says, just tell them that the Lord needs the colt if anyone questions you. Now, that wouldn't go over too well if we tried to do something like that today, and tried to take something, and someone questioned us, and we said, um, well, the Lord needs it. That's not going to work. But in this story it works. So Jesus here has a plan that he wants his disciples to follow and they actually listen and do what Jesus says. There's a learning point for us today. Jesus also sends us out into the world to make disciples and Jesus has plans for us to do to do so if we would just follow him. The story continues when Jesus, threw cloaks, on the colt, and Jesus then sat on it, which probably would have served as some sort of a saddle for Jesus. This is kind of a neat part of the Gospels, because it's the only time that we really see Jesus in the Gospels riding on an animal. Normally, people would approach Jerusalem on foot, so Jesus could be portraying a symbolic act by doing this. Now, the act of the crowd that was there wasn't like my wasn't like my team's planned parade in Ge- Georgetown on this day with Jesus coming into town it would have been more spontaneous many people spread their cloaks on the road and spread their branches and they had cut that they had cut out in the field perhaps a sign of royalty these things are placed on the road or these things were then placed on the road In order to make a path for Jesus. Then there were those who were ahead of Jesus and those that were behind Jesus, and all of them were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And after this parade of sorts, Jesus entered the temple. But Jesus chooses an interesting way to ride into Jerusalem. Why not on a horse? Why not? Why a donkey? What is the significance of this? Perhaps it's to display humility rather than represent a warrior on a horse. This is the Prince of Peace on a donkey. Oftentimes, oftentimes in life, tragic things happen, and it's important that we not forget about those times in history. There have been many times in history, and even as of late, where acts of violence occur and multiple people lose their lives for no reason, and it's sad and it's tragic. It's something that we don't forget. I think one tragic event that took place in our country was 9-11, of course. Each year we see many people saying around that time, never forget, and things like, we remember. As we reflect on the thousands of lives that were lost on that day, and it's hard to believe that this September will be 20 years since that day, uh, that sad day for our country. Anyhow, it's important to remember, and as Christians and disciples of Jesus Christ, there are many important events that are important for us to remember. On this Palm Sunday, there were two things that I, there are two things that I want to offer to you as things to remember. The first, I'd like for us to remember has to do with this day we find ourselves in, and the second thing I'd like for us to remember has to do with this week that is coming up. So first, let us remember our need to shout Hosanna. Now, most people say that Hosanna here means, oh, save, or save now, or save please. Some scholars think that on this day it would have meant something along the lines of hallelujah. Either way, shouting Hosanna meant something to this crowd on this day. I think it is important for us to remember the importance for us to shout Hosanna on this day as well. If Jesus were to come through reliance today in the west, western part of Seaford on a donkey, would you shout Hosanna? Would you cry out to be saved, to be liberated? What would you cry out to be saved from? Ultimately, perhaps you'd be thinking of sin and death. But maybe you're trapped this morning in something else that you can't seem to get out of. We are always in need of saving. As good Methodists, we always say, I am saved, I was saved, and I am being saved, and I will be saved. Yesterday, I took a few of my kids to go over to see their grandparents. They live out in the country, and we hung out outside and played, and my aunt and uncle live next door seasonally, and they happen to be there this month, so we walked over to say hi, and My uncle has this big steel tank-like object that he got from a friend that is um, near his outdoor barn-slash-garage. And it looks like a miniature swimming pool. It's about three feet high and six feet wide and the perfect circle. In the summer months, he fills it with water, and some of my kids love playing in it. Yesterday, it was just an empty echo chamber, Sunny, my one-year-old, was eager to get in and just play in it. So I lifted him up and I placed him inside the object and it was suddenly became an outdoor playpen. For 20 minutes or so, he ran around it, laughed, played with a ball in it, and had a good time. And I thought to myself, this is a country-style playpen. Maybe I'm on to something. Anyway, after a while, he got tired of it and he wanted out. Well, he couldn't get out. He isn't tall enough to yet and isn't strong enough to get out on his own. He needed his father's hands to reach down and grab him to set him free. In the same way, we can be stuck in life sometimes. We can be stuck in sin. We can be stuck in because of our choices, etc. Whatever it may be, we sometimes can't get out on our own. We need God to reach down and to pick us up out of the muck and mud so that we can be free. Think about being there in Jerusalem in the first century as Jesus was entering the city. There are people everywhere. People in front of him and people behind him and some were spectators and some of them were shouting, Hosanna in the highest! They are shouting, potentially, their need to be saved. And if you were there on that day and you shouted, Hosanna, as you wave your palm branch, what are you saying to God in your heart? Perhaps you... Are asking God to save you from the mess that you've somehow made and that you can't get out of. Perhaps you're asking God to forgive you for something that you need to confess. Perhaps there is something else that you are saying to God as you wave your palm branch. What is ironic about this whole Palm Sunday story is that the same people potentially who are shouting Hosanna are some of the same people who are shouting crucify him just a few days later. My oh my how quickly we can change! So it's important to remember this Palm Sunday story. But it's also important to remember that this Sunday is the start of Holy Week on the Christian calendar. So let us, not, let us not just remember our need to shout Hosanna, but let us also remember, secondly, what this week brings for Jesus. As we start Holy Week, let us remember the journey that Jesus takes to the cross where he gives his life. If you can't make any of the services this week, take time to remember Monday, Thursday in your own way. Remember Jesus being with the disciples and giving them a new command to love one another. Remember Jesus sharing a meal with the disciples. Remember Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. Remember Judas betraying Jesus. Betraying Jesus. Remember Jesus praying. Remember Jesus being arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. Remember Good Friday in your own way. Remember Jesus being mocked, whipped, and spat upon. Remember Jesus' words from the cross when he says things like, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Even from the cross, Jesus is offering forgiveness. Remember when Jesus says, Today you will be with me in paradise, as Jesus promises a sinner next to him on the cross eternal peace with him on that day. Remember when Jesus says from the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As Jesus is quoting Psalm 22 which also has some hope in it as well. Remember when Jesus says, woman, here is your son, as he speaks to his mother from the cross, or when he says, I am thirsty, a reminder of Jesus' humanness and how he offers living water. Or into your hands I commit my spirit, speaking to God the Father from the cross. And of course, remember when Jesus says, it is finished, that his work on earth has been completed. When we sit down to watch a movie, That we know has a joyous ending, we typically don't fast-forward our way through the movie, skipping the parts that are harder to watch just to get to the joyous part. We typically like watching the whole movie and the story that is being told. Let us not just fast-forward and skip right, right to Easter Sunday next week, but let us remember all that took place in the days prior that made an Easter Sunday even possible. Take time this week to remember Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and practice waiting on Holy Saturday. Again, you may not be able to come to the services this week, but you can remember the stories on those days. Perhaps you can go towards the end of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John and read about the stories on those days this week to remember. Let us not forget all the things that Jesus went through and what he must have suffered. But let us remember that God, that Good Friday was not the end of the story. So go forth this holy week to be a disciple for Jesus Christ and to remember your need to shout Hosanna while also remembering your need to remember what this week brought for Jesus. Amen.